Chapter 2. Keep Your Conscience Clean When you first saw the cross and understood the meaning of the blood, your conscience was cleansed from dead works. Hebrews 9.14 And it was this cleansing of the conscience that gave you peace. It was not that you stopped being a sinner or lost the consciousness of being one, but you had found something that soothed your conscience in a righteous way and made you feel, for the law and the lawgiver, just as if you had never been guilty. It is by keeping this blood of propitiation constantly on your mind that you will keep your conscience clean and your soul at peace. It is only this blood that can wipe off the continual sins that are coming across your conscience and which, if not wiped off immediately, will stain it and cloud your peace. You know how the steel of the finest sword may be rusted by a drop of water. If the water is not allowed to remain, but is wiped away as soon as it falls, it does not harm the steel, and no rust forms. If, however, through neglect or otherwise, the water is allowed to remain, rust will follow, destroying both the edge and the brightness of the weapon. So it is with sin. The moment it falls on the conscience, the blood must be applied. Otherwise, dimness and doubting will be the consequence. Remember, it is the blood, the blood alone, that can remove these. If, when you sin, you do not go at once to Christ's blood to wash and be pardoned, but bring yourself to anything else first, you will only make bad worse. If you shrink from going directly to Christ and His blood, if you try to slip gradually closer in some roundabout way, as if you hoped, by the time you reach the fountain, to get rid of part of the sin, so as not to be quite so bad as at the moment when you committed it, you will not cleanse the conscience, but leave the burden and the stain just where they were. If you say, but I am so ruffled by the sin, so sad and ashamed at the thought of what I have done, that I do not dare go to the blood right away. I must pray or read myself into a better frame of mind, and then I will go and be washed. You are denying God's method of purging the conscience. You are undervaluing the blood. You are reverting to your old ways of self-righteousness and you are preventing the restoration of lost peace. You are putting something between your conscience and the blood. So keep the conscience clean by continual application to the blood, and you will find that this, instead of encouraging you to sin, will make you more ashamed and afraid of sin than if you had gotten rid of it in some self-righteous way of your own. What is more likely to make you fear and hate your sin than being obliged to go to God with it constantly and deal with Him directly about its pardon? Cultivate a tender conscience, but beware of a diseased and morbid one. The former takes an honest, straightforward view of truth or duty and acts accordingly. The latter, overlooking what is broad and great, 
is always on the hunt for trifles, quibbling and questioning about things of no importance. This produces a rigid Christianity, an artificial religion, very unlike the upright and easy walk of one who has freedom in Christ. Be natural, be simple, be easy in word and manner, so that you don't seem like one who is acting apart. Cherish a free spirit, a large heart, and a clear conscience, and yet beware not to offend those who may have a weaker conscience. 1 Corinthians 8, 9-13 Certainly, beware of little sins. Remember that even if they are little, they are sins. Omit no little duties. They are, after all, duties. A tender and tranquil conscience does not make a man crotchety or troublesome, much less sour and arrogant. It makes him honest, cheerful, brotherly, and helpful, whether at home, at work, at church, or in the marketplace, whether he is poor or rich. Others cannot help but see how pleasantly he moves through the world, eating his meals with gladness and sincerity of heart. Acts 2.46 And so, adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things. Titus 2.10